It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body because I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Creek Bottoms of Cane Creek, Arkansas. We're back. Hope you had a great weekend. It's Monday, the 22nd, right here live on the Fringe FM. And uh, I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I know I did. A rather cancery weekend. It was fun, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a cool week. A week full of magic, consciousness, exploration, all kinds of cool stuff is happening this week. This week is really what this show is all about. So. Just letting you know, Lon Milo Duquette is here with us tonight. It's been a long, it's been a long time since we talked to Lon, and uh, I can't wait to ask him some questions. I got some questions about some of the stuff, magical questions, or questions about the occult, because that's what he specializes in. If most of you that listen to the show know who Lon is, 
has got there's a couple of new books out i want to make you aware of i've got one of them and i'm going to get the other one but uh yeah i've got pretty much all of lon's books and his new tarot decks out too we've been waiting on that one everybody's been waiting on that one so look forward to that coming up got to thank our sponsors real quick though get the t.com ronnie mcmullen you're the man uh ancientlifeoil.com also metaphorical archaeology if you've had an experience that you need help with a paranormal experience especially because you'll get that free from us you can uh you can also call at 214-995-3754 now that if if you've had a paranormal experience that's caused you trauma or post-traumatic stress anything like that you're going to get an eft session with barbara and that stuff works i'm still trying to schedule my next one with her it really does work and it's got a 70 percent success rate on vets and it's barbara too so the sex the success rate goes up after that too also head over to ufoseekers.com back and supported by the fringe fm and if you want to call in tonight if when we open the phone lines up it's 1-800-588-0335 thank you to the patrons for supporting and being patient with me on the content i got a lot of stuff i'm doing at once here but i got a whole bunch of stuff i've been recording in the meantime for you so Lon's here with us, and Lon Milo Duquette, sometimes known as Rabbi Lamed Ben Clifford, is an American writer, lecturer, musician, and occultist, best known as an author who applies humor in the field of Western Hermeticism, and he has written a number of successful books on topics in the Western mystical tradition, including Freemasonry, Tarot, Kabbalah, Ceremonial Magic, the Enochian Magic of Dr. John D., and Goetic Spirit Evocation. He is perhaps best known as an author who injects humor into the serious subjects of magic and the occult, an absolute fun guy. The website is londuquette.com. And uh, thank you for coming back on the show, Lon. It's really cool to have you again. Well, thank you for having me back. Uh, I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we all do now. And I uh, was talking to you about that before the show with all these planetary retrogrades coming. And, uh, man, I remember the first time I talked to you, there, there wasn't, it wasn't this way. Right now, like, can you get on YouTube? everybody's doing astrology and tarot and it's everything is everybody's their astrology. And I'm, I really am curious as to what your opinion is on this before we dive too deep into the world of magic, how you feel that the planets are affecting what's going on now. And what would a magician do after that answer based on what you say? I, I don't know. There, there are magicians that are very, very, very conscious of, uh, uh, the astrological aspects and and is part of their their art form but uh, uh to me it's it's uh, uh less a matter of of causality uh than it is just uh uh taking a snapshot of uh, where things are in the same way that uh if you planned a picnic you wouldn't want to plan a picnic when it was raining and uh, uh, not because uh, you know the the rain caused you to uh, uh, not uh, have your picnic, but your just your common sense <laughs> told you not to not to have a picnic. So um, uh, it, it's very very interesting, but uh, the the idea that uh, any uh, direct subtle. Uh, radiation from planets or, or something like that, um, you know, I have to think would be uh, so subtle as to uh, sort of uh, uh, make that uh, really not uh, the importance 
uh, of astrology, but more or less uh, taking a snapshot of uh, of uh, the the astrological weather. <laughs> you know, people talk about the weather, but they can't do anything about it. You know, but you can you can live your life around it. So yeah, well, uh, when 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 mag- magicians do like ban- uh planetary banishings because i've been asked this question and i've i've done them my whole life not my whole life but it sure feels like it when you do them enough right so um but does that neutralize the energy of what's going on or is it more a psychological thing in other words you know if if it's six planets retrograde and you do a uh, you know the lesser banishing ritual the hex- hexagram is that helping us to like do it, neutralize do it backwards it? <laughs> do it backwards <laughs> uh, no the uh there's uh there's a big uh difference between uh uh what is known as as uh, a planetary sphere and I don't just mean the ball of the the rock that's spinning in space. A planetary sphere is is uh, 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 different, fundamentally uh, different than the, the actual celestial body uh, uh, in the in the sky. Uh, a planetary sphere is um, uh, you know you know magicians work with with elements, planetary spheres. Right. And, uh, and and zodiac signs, but uh, uh, they are only very uh, loosely connected to the actual celestial bodies. That uh, uh, the celestial bodies themselves are are symbolic representations of the planetary spheres, or the, uh, and uh, which have their elemental rulerships. And uh, and all of that is jumbled uh, jumbled together in aspects that uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, conspire in a in a constantly moving combat uh, uh, field of operation that is the the zodiac signs. So it's, we're not really dealing with the, uh, uh, so much the. The constellations that that we're seeing out there, but but we're uh, we're dealing with uh, uh, the, the the sections, the the, the divisions of uh, of space time ar- around us, uh, in the same way that uh, in astrology. They use your natal chart. They use your time and, and uh, location and and place of of uh, of your of your birth to just to take a snapshot of where things were when you were when you were born. And uh, uh, in in the same way, I'll continue using the analogy of uh, of uh, weather. Uh, You'd, you'd say, well, when I was born, it was raining like hell. Mm. Okay, who else was born when re- when it was raining like hell? What does what does the effect of of uh, uh, on a person's life uh, does it have to be born while it was raining? Gotcha. Okay. And uh, and it does. That does have an effect. You know, psychologists would do, you know uh, 
draw all sorts of, uh, of uh, causes and effects of how that would affect a personality and things like that. So the so what a magician is uh, is banishing or invoking is not so much the the planetary influences uh, that uh, an astrologer would say. Well, we're having. Uh, 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 stresses or squares or or um, the, the helping uh, the aid of trines or conjunctions uh, all that's all that's fine and good but what a magician is either evoking invoking or or banishing is the the qualities of the planetary sphere itself all things marsish all things venish or venereal, if you want to use that, or, <laughs> right. or all things Jupiterian, um, and and it, it's only uh, uh, icing on the cake uh, to be able to say yes, and I did this uh, this uh, wonderful, beneficent uh, love spell when uh, uh, Jupiter was uh, uh, conjunct uh, uh, Venus in Libra or something like that. You know, th- that's icing on the cake, but with the, what the magician is actually working with is the universe of the magician. And uh, the entire cosmos uh, itself is part of the magician's aura. And uh, uh, if uh, uh, actually, if you would actually wait until every astrological aspect was uh, in perfect position before you did any magic, you'd never even start doing any magic. So the, uh, you just take it for granted that that the only true uh, weapons or, or material or equipment that the magician has to work with is the magician uh, himself or herself. And uh, uh, so the idea of the, the elements, planetary spheres and zodiac signs are are really only very crudely symbolized by the actual celestial bodies okay cool so it's it's more about it's more about the psyche of the magician uh based and the energies the subtle energies of what's going on being because i mean without the psyche without the consciousness you got nothing but they're they're subtle tools i guess you could say that's pretty cool yeah yeah, and and uh, uh, it's very nice. You know, I say that the real magic of a of a magical ceremony or magical operation, uh, the real magic is done in the preparation, uh, because that's where you gather up all of your your uh, focus. Uh, you gather up all the mat- uh, the, the material you need. Uh, you don't even understand what you're doing until you start to to prepare your ceremony, and uh, and by the time you've done all of that preparatory work, uh, you've you've actually done the magic. You know, in magic, uh, time doesn't exist like like it does mm. <laughs> with you and me talking tonight. Okay, yeah. the. In magic, the cause can sometime uh, come after the effect, and uh, uh, the the magical ceremony itself, where you you throw on your robe and and uh, you know jump in your circle, that's actually just uh, grounding. It's sealing. 
uh, the real work that you've done in the in the preparation. And for some of the some magicians, especially those that that have a have a real feel for and a and a heart for, I guess, uh, the astrological uh, aspects and stuff. Part of that preparation is uh, is properly uh, uh, doing doing their homework before uh, uh, the ceremony, so that they feel good about uh, doing it. Uh, uh, with the proper planetary aspects, but there's some magicians that that don't, and it, it would just be a, uh, uh, it it wouldn't have the same meaning and the same effect for uh, for one magician that could care less about the astrological aspects than it does for somebody who does. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does make sense to me. It's a lot of people ask here, you know, what, what is this for? Where do I begin? And it's funny too, like when you read the books, you wrote a book on, uh, with Shoemaker and a couple other people, uh, ceremonial magic with Llewellyn. Um, and it's fantastic. I love it. And you start off right away talking about, you know, if you would have had a book like this, which I recommend if everybody wants a beginning look at it, that's a great book to get. If you start, if you had a book like this, it would have made it much easier because there's really no uh, starting place or there's no like 101 type place to start with. Even if you start doing the basic rituals, the second you do that, you're like, oh, well, what's this neophyte stuff? And then you got to, oh, I got to learn Hebrew and astrology, tarot, and, <laughs> wait, wait, the Kabbalah and the Kabbalah has got 9 million things with it. And it's like, how do I get through this? You know? And it's um... you're, it always feels like you're jumping in in the middle because it's it's like a ring, isn't it? It's like a it's like a circle. You are always jumping in uh, at the middle. There is no magic one uh, a, and uh, so you just you just start and feel overwhelmed for a while. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Do you know? Do you know what, when I when I first realized that I was maybe not so overwhelmed uh, early early on when I just uh, was felt just totally lost. I felt like I I needed to read books I haven't read uh, and done done work that I I haven't done uh, uh, new concepts that I didn't know. Uh, and for uh, about two years of feeling just totally lost, someone asks me, someone that knows even less than me, <laughs> asked me a question. And I answered the question, and I didn't even know I knew the answer. Hmm. I needed somebody to ask me the question before I finally figured out the answer myself. And it's it's the weirdest, weirdest thing. I didn't start to know uh, anything about magic until I was obliged to teach it. And, it, and you can accuse me of being the the blind leading the blind, but I tell you, it's always, always a case of the 
less blind, leading the, <laughs> leading the blind. And uh, uh, the idea that, that sometimes you actually don't allow yourself to, to put all the pieces together until somebody else requires you uh, with a with a very good fundamental question, uh, and I don't know how many times that, that happened to me. And I just opened my mouth. I didn't have the I didn't know the answer until I opened my mouth to explain it to somebody. Right, and has so, that ever happened to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Uh, I just start talking, and it's like, wow, dang, people are like I don't know what I said, and then people are like, well, that I never thought of it that way, and. And see, I think, I think, and the more I've done, uh, practice magic, studied books, meditated, I think all this stuff, it's already there. It's inside you. And then these things, maybe that's why you were able to do that because it was something that in, you inherently already knew and we're just waking yeah. up to it, you know? I, you know, I, I think that's, ex- I think that's exa- exactly it. It's, uh, it, Magic is uh, seems so complex because it's so simple, right. and and uh, sometimes we just can't bring ourselves to to recognize what is profoundly self-evident, and and it, you almost got to get into that Zen-like space to go, oh, wow, that's that's so much simpler than I I thought. Because words get in the way, uh, you know. The the Tao Te Ching starts right off by uh, by saying, "Well, I'd love to tell you about this Tao, but words get in the way." The second I open my mouth, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I screw things up. So, well, do you think um, with all the stuff that's happened now, you know, uh, COVID, the you know the riots, then we've got stuff people are talking about meteors, maybe. Uh, the Mayans and there's people saying, well, it wasn't 2012, it's 2020. Regardless of that, I'm looking at the astrological transits and these transits are heavy, Eastern and Western transits. They're just massively heavy for most of us, but have they been heavy for you? I don't know. I feel like there's something going on and I'm just wondering maybe from your point of view, because I'm sure you're still to this day in your temple, if you're feeling any of this, shift or if you're aware of it even or if it's just another day in the park and nature's doing its thing how how do you look at it oh i i feel there is a profound universal uh uh consciousness event that's taking place right now and uh, uh coming back to our weather analogy uh all all we have to do is to stick our head out the out the door to realize that it's really raining out there. (laughs) Okay. It's raining really hard out there. So it's no wonder that uh, astrological aspects are just terribly, terribly uh, uh, cosmically difficult uh, at, at the moment. And uh, so the, in other words, the the weather report that we're reading in our ephemeris is uh uh confirming what what we already know when we stick our head out the window 
So, uh, yes, there's a, there's a major shift in consciousness uh, going on, and it happens at every period uh, 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 period of, of I don't want to say geological history, but in uh, culture, cultural uh, history. Um, there's been these great uh, moments in uh, uh, in human consciousness uh, where there's been uh, great quantum leaps in consciousness, uh, but those those quantum leaps have been uh, uh, preceded by a very very difficult ca- catastrophic uh, uh, period uh, in which the the stupid people uh, get extra stupid. And there's there's more of them than there is the people that are sensitive to the to the shift that's about ready to take place. Um, so it's very it's very difficult for people of of uh, uh, whose uh, I guess uh, psychic or vibratory equipment uh, isn't really capable of, of fully. Uh, Absorbing and, and appreciating the the consciousness shift that's uh, that's taking place, and uh, but there are quite a few uh, uh, people whose equipment is is all kind of tuned up and ready to and ready to accept it, uh, and you can you can uh, see it e- even within cultural memory. There's you know what they call the axial period. Uh, uh, when we've got uh, uh, all of the super, super uh, cool uh, 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 saints, uh, from Zoroaster to to Plato to uh, to Buddha to uh, uh, Lao Tzu, uh, they all lived within a like a, they could have all had the same psychiatrist. They all lived so close, close in a time period together, and uh, and uh, we're still coasting on that on that glorious leap of consciousness. Um, but it was very very difficult for the for the people that that weren't quite uh attuned it, it it hurt their radio receiver <laughs> it was painful uh and so we're we're at that period uh, right now uh, you can you can see with the juxtaposition of of uh, these insanely cool uh advances in uh in not only technology but uh our understanding of the quantum level of of uh, of things and and uh, the the idea that uh uh we are actually recognizing and beginning to uh uh, uh actually demonstrate with with measurable experimentation that the nature of existence itself is a form of consciousness absolutely i i mean that is so big and it's it's what magicians of every culture have been have been assuming it has been the situation all along uh but they they really haven't didn't have the the proper vocabulary to uh to express 
express it. So magicians use met, uh, metaphoric expressions and and looked at these different levels of of, uh, of consciousness and frequencies of consciousness and identified them as you know angels and archangels and and intelligences and powers and principalities and things like that. Uh, and they made an art form out of it because they could they could actually manipulate and practically uh, 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 travel up and down these levels of consciousness uh, with these these the magical art form of these uh, uh, these metaphors. But now scientists are are saying, yeah, that's the way it is. Not only that, but time doesn't exist the way we think. We think it does, you know, you and, and our whole idea of matter and uh, and energy and time uh, are are now melding into, oh, yeah. uh, and there are people that are actually being able to say, "Hey, I almost understand. <laughs> I almost understand that," you know. I'm sorry, 50, not 50, but let's say 100 years ago, there's not many people like you and me that could even have this conversation. You know, you know but, you're so right, because I remember one of the first interviews I ever did was with you, and it was like I'd never dreamed that. I mean, we talked about it back then, about how quantum physics and stuff was kind of like actually showing what magic has been showing all along, but just touching on it but now it's so profound that it should be obvious to everybody at this point that you are perpetuating reality and it's perpetuating your life all at the same time like you're yep. both working together yeah and it should be blatantly obvious at this point um and that does make me wonder about all of the things like uh, COVID and the, the reason why the virus and stuff doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense to most of the doctors and they don't know what it is and the media. And it's like, just as we are discovering that, Hey, this is, this is our birthright and I can pretty much have the life I want within the laws of nature, my circumstances, surroundings and environment and understanding a lot of hermetic laws. I can, I can do this. It would be the perfect time if there was some type of force that was trying to hold you back. So it feels like some people are being like almost like pulled back to the old earth, kicking and screaming. Some are ready to go and some are stuck in limbo, you know? Right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Right. And, uh, you, you know, I'm not sure that uh, uh, this phenomena, uh, which, like I, I say, we at least we can speculate that it's happened uh, multiple times uh, within uh, the memory of Homo sapiens. Um, and when you look at uh, the the technology of say like the Dogons and and uh, it, it goes back into prehistory that yeah. uh, um, events similar to this. Uh, but what we've what we've got is uh, 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 th- there's nothing particularly new about plagues. <laughs> plagues. <laughs> Okay, uh, plagues are are uh, are a pretty common thing, and every time a plague comes up, the scientists say we don't know what it is and we don't know how to deal with it because that's the nature of plagues. Uh, we've got a, a population uh, problem on on Earth that uh, we've never had had before in previous plagues. We've also got uh, an imbalance of uh, 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 environmental issues uh, that uh, we haven't had uh, this extreme since uh, the the ice ages anyway. And the ice ages tend to put things on ice, but the the thawing <laughs> ages, you know, seem seem to release bacterial and viral. Uh, uh, things that have been frozen for a while, so we've got a lot of complications uh, 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 going on. If we want to uh, dissect uh, what's going on, but I see it most obviously not so much in in what we see in in great world uh, uh, events, but I see it down at the coffee shop. I see it uh, with my with my neighbors, and I see it with uh, uh, you know my fellow citizens here in Costa Mesa, uh, people who are who are so much like me, but so different in their ability to grasp the obvious. And to and to see uh, sort of the the spirit behind behind things, and and it's not that I'm any more educated or smarter than uh, smarter than anybody, but there seems to be a polarization, a, a, a drawing apart from people who are incredibly willing. To be self-blinding. Yeah, right. There seems to be a, a, a willful ignorance that has nothing to do with intelligence or, or. Uh, uh, believe me, everybody else in the coffee shop makes more money than me. Is <laughs> 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 a, a bigger success in 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 life than. Uh, uh, you know, materially than, yeah, uh, than, than I say, am. You're pretty successful, and uh, there's success comes in all forms, not just money. So, 
Well, yes, and and for that I'm extremely lucky. Um, but the the idea that that here's here's people with with wonderful college degrees and PhDs and and uh, uh, and they own stock, <laughs> you know, uh, right. and. Uh, and uh, I'm driving around in a 1984 Volkswagen, and uh, but anyway, uh, I, I see them being so willfully uh, ignorant about such such important things that that it, it would see it was so self evident to me in grade school. You know, I said. You know, well, maybe I went to grade school in the fifties. Maybe the grade schools were <laughs> were better then. Uh, but I, I think it's I think it's something else. It, it's like a a, a drawing a, a drawing apart, a drawing away. Um, it's almost I I, I look into their eyes. Um, and and um, even though they're pleasant to talk to and everything else, it's almost like I'm not. Uh, they're not allowing me to see a soul in there. And I and I and I think when they look in the mirror, and they look in their own eyes, they're not allowing themselves to see their soul in there either. But and they're I feeling it. These, I guarantee it. They're probably feeling it right now. Yeah. You know it, yeah, and, and that is uh, that's got to be very, very uncomfortable, very painful. It's very, very, very sad. Mm-hmm. And when that starts to uh, 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 manifest in a in a social, political, uh, uh, or e- economic discussion. Uh, it blinds them on all of those levels too, and it robs them at each step of what I would consider their human de- decency. It robs them each step of of their their uh, their humanity, and it's and it's not just uh, the, their effect on the rest of the community. The the most tragic effect is on themselves, and uh, and I. And I think during these periods, this is a new axial period, I believe. Um, uh, this is is most pronounced, and uh, you can you can see it uh, uh, happening in in more recent history and on smaller levels uh, uh, when uh, when social groups and uh, and countries and nations. Uh, uh, allow themselves to be proud that they're that they've self-blinded themselves, and uh, uh, so it's a very dangerous and very interesting period uh, uh, to live in, and it, it seems like uh, uh, nature conspires or providence conspires uh, during these periods. Uh, for a lot of people to uh, uh, lose their lives in an untimely um, manner, in the same way as World War One uh, coincided with the with the pandemic too. And if you think about like um, uh, 
someone I know, a close friend of mine's got, you know, studied in biology and they're telling me, they're like, look, this, this virus that they're talking about isn't acting like a virus. Nothing that they're doing is making sense. The tests don't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. And I'm thinking, well, is it a bioweapon? And I started thinking exactly like you were saying, like, what if it's just, you know, because when your computer gets a virus, it's just a little bit of a mix-up between the binary code there, between one and a zero somewhere, a few places, and it throws a it throws a whole throws everything out of whack, and then you got to clean it up and then reset, and that's what I feel like is happening right now, you know, and just yeah. like a reset. Yeah, we're, this is a reset, and uh, and who knows how how. Uh, at the at the moment, uh, uh, people could still have a have a rational discussion. It may get even hairier uh, before it's all over, and then again, it may it may not. So, have you? You know, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, have you had any problem uh, manifesting? I mean, as a, you know, as a magician, I think a lot of people they want to get into the manifesting this. Well, that's great. I talked to you a few times about how you manifested uh, things in your life or your family and stuff, even in emergency situations. But I'm finding in my scenario here, just in my own personal scenario, that things, things are developing, but they're not manifesting the way they used to. And I can feel like these blocked energies. And so I'm trying to let them out. And what it is, is, is I'm learning to stand up for myself emotionally but in a balanced way and it's kind of funny too because you got this cancer and the moon and cancer and the sun and so it's like the pendulum swinging way out but i'm supposed to learn balance it's really funny how um the world of the occult i would say like you you, it just kind of knocks you around a little bit until you get the picture sometimes yeah and uh and i don't know if you've noticed it uh, at least uh, for me in this this period, um, you, you know, I've never gone uh, too far out of my way to make anything manifest. I uh, right. Uh, I'm uh, sort of, uh, you know, I'm tragically unattached to, to things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I think it's just because I'm lazy and I have no ambition whatsoever, so I don't make plans and stuff. But uh, but uh, uh, how things uh, have manifested it, it, uh, in my life uh, uh, up up until up until this point, uh, you know, seem to come with a, uh, a very kind of predictable uh, mix of uh, effort, good luck. Uh, or, or, or efforts, blind luck, <laughs> blind, blind luck, and um, and um, uh, you know, uh, true focus. I guess what you you'd call, uh, um, you know, a, a magical uh, kismet. Well, magical uh, abundance, I would say, because you've tried to follow your spirit with your expressions of music and writing and teaching regardless it doesn't seem like you're trying to build an empire or anything you've just followed that and you enjoy it and you seem to enjoy your life yeah very well, well it's, you know? it's 
it's kind of a uh, a matter of uh, uh, for one reason or another you've you've uh, uh, managed to stay out of your own way and and uh, and, and let things happen and um, uh, uh, but but always uh, uh, keeping every everything rolling by doing what you 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 think is uh, the very next thing that you should be doing <laughs> with your life, and then get out of your way and let it let it happen. Uh, but just in the last uh, uh, couple of years, it seems like the the old momentum of uh, of how that plays out has really accelerated and and that i almost have to uh 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 really consciously jump out of my own way uh <laughs> to, to let this thing to let this thing uh happen uh, if that makes any sense yeah. so it, it just seems like somebody has turned up the uh the 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 juice on on how that happens and i just can't uh uh leisurely sit around and uh uh you know i have to actually wow wild stuff is happening just how do i stay out of its way now you know hermit mode that's the only thing i know yeah. how to do right i get out and yeah. go back inside <laughs> which by the way you're doing that now you used to, i know um you used to teach classes. You probably, I don't know if you still will when this is over, uh, where you live and uh, do workshops, and now you're doing them online now, huh? Right. Uh, that's one of the big uh, sad sad things about uh, this is now we had a Monday Night Magic class from 1976 uh, uh, right up until, uh, I guess, February. So we had a, a a weekly class in our house here, and uh, uh, it was one of the greatest joys and pleasures of our our life. We'd have uh, uh, oh anywhere from a dozen to twenty people, uh, and we got a little tiny house, so we don't want to, <laughs> no social distancing uh, uh, happening. Um, so we've had to. Uh, uh, put that on pause who who knows how long that'll last but um i've really been very lucky over the years to um uh do some work with the people of uh, that uh produce the magical egypt uh uh video series mm -hmm. and um uh you know they end up on sci-fi or or uh, whatever the networks are. Um, and I, I do installments for them, and, and they've been right. very helpful over the, over the years. And uh, uh, they're in Australia now. Chance, you talking about Chance? He's a good guy. I haven't talked yeah, to him in a long Chance time. Yeah, Chance is a good guy. I'm sitting here looking at an email from him right now. Um, uh, but anyway, and Venice... Um, uh, uh -huh. Vince and Venice have have been doing online things uh, 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 for years and years. And Venice says, "Why don't you, why don't you uh, put together a Zoom a Zoom class?" So uh, I did a four part uh, uh, thing on the t 
Tarot of Ceremonial Magic and the Thoth Tarot, uh, you know, a weekly, a weekly Zoom thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, so it lasts about 90 minutes. And, and uh, wow, that went really well, and it was well attended. We had, uh, I think, about 150 registrants, and we've... Uh, and uh, so, so I did one on the Enochian magic of John D, and one on uh, uh, Goetia, and and then I did um, uh, one on the uh, Knights Templar and the the Key of Solomon, uh, which is the the one I I, I do very often at Masonic uh, uh, sponsored events. And so, um, and I'm getting ready to now do a do one on uh, uh, the three degrees of Kabbalah initiation. So it's keeping me busy. It's keeping me sane. And then every every morning at ten o'clock, uh, I read a chapter of one of my books. As a matter of fact, I read the whole book chapter by chapter. I read My Life of the Spirits and Chicken Kabbalah and low magic and right now i'm reading my newest book uh allow me to introduce and um so i'm about halfway through that and i do that at 10 o'clock on facebook every morning and uh that has been surprisingly uh uh well received um i guess it was last Thursday or Friday, I got a thousand views. Wow! Probably up twelve. And uh, gee, that's just a Facebook friend page. Yeah, that's a lot of views. And um, so that's and that keeps me sane. It, you know, I have to comb my hair and <laughs> throw a shirt on. Um, uh, sometimes I. I wear sweatpants, but nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And it, and it's kind of it's it's fun, and, and I'm. Uh, uh, Is it true what and, they say, Lon? When you get to a certain age, you just you're you're just happy. I mean, you're a happy guy, anyways. But you just start giving a, less a damn about things. I don't see that in you, but I'm just wondering because you hear that a lot, you know. Oh just, yeah, gee, yeah. I've been practicing my whole life to be uh, uh, an old codger. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I know that your uh, your tarot deck is out too, and I'm telling you guys, you better get it because there's 13 left on it. I don't know where where can you? People been waiting for this thing actually for a long time. Yeah, they have. Uh, uh, U.S. Games uh, uh, let it, after two printings uh, let it go out of print uh, years ago. I probably almost twenty years ago, and um, uh, a good friend of a uh, friend of mine did a very small edition, um, but he had to. Uh, uh, it was such a small edition that it had to be very expensive. So it was like. Uh, sixty, seventy dollars, or something like that, um, and and that that went out of print, and so uh, about uh, uh, 
finally, uh, uh, Charlie, at uh, at uh, next millennium uh, in in Omaha, he's uh, magical Omaha. He's a, a Mason Mason friend of mine. Said, uh, and of course, next millennium is one of the, the biggest, uh, you know, witchcraft supply kind of distributor in the world. Uh, and uh, so, Charlie at next millennium, you know, we we got together and uh, got all of the uh, the material with him, and he he. Did just a fantastic, wonderful, beautiful job. It's the best, best edition yet, and he sells it for like thirty nine, thirty nine dollars, which is a normal tarot price nowadays. Well, there's twelve of them uh, left now. Thirteen, twelve, the, they're going down. For long, yeah. there won't be, there won't be any left. You know. Um, it's funny how those but tarot anyway, decks can do that. They get. I mean, yours is pretty. The symbolism in yours is magnificently Western ceremonial with Kabbalah. It's one of a kind. I mean, if you do ceremonial magic, I don't know why anybody wouldn't have it. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I've been waiting on this forever. Oh, well, it's, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, anyway, if anyone's interested, of course it's on Amazon, but uh, you'll probably... uh, uh, get it faster directly from uh, just go to Magical Omaha. That's easy to remember. Just Magical Omaha, and they uh, they sell it by itself, and they also uh, sell it bundled with uh, uh, my book from Wiser uh, that goes with the deck. Uh, so they uh, they sell them uh, both ways. But I was really excited about that because you know you don't. There's not much uh, that it does any good having any regrets, but uh, I was I was feeling really bad uh, as I kept growing older and older, and the, the deck wasn't back in print. You know, I said, "Oh no, I can't, I can't grow old and die." Uh, you know, with the deck not in print, so. Well, you said you used to say it was magic in a box. Uh, some people, um, you know, they ask me how to do rituals and stuff, but that's, I mean, you guys like could learn a lot. And if you want to learn Western ceremonial magic, anything about the occult, Lon's stuff is great. And I mean, the tarot is like a box. I mean, it is. It's magic in a box. I don't think people yeah. understand the <clears throat> the beauty of the color and symbolism and how you can just use that magically. And that's something I wanted to ask you about too. So this book that you got out, and we're about to, we're up on the break here already, but this book that you got out is kind of fascinating to me because there's been a succession of magical orders and secret societies, methods of magic, especially in the Western sense from the Renaissance, from Eliphas Levi to Agrippa to, you know, the Golden Dawn, OTO, all the newer Rosicrucian societies. And it's, this book is kind of asking you to, and the one I'm speaking about is the ceremonial magic book from Lou Ellen. It's kind of asking you to look at all of it, right? And it's almost like it's a challenge to take this into a new age of magic, maybe. Or am I wrong about that? Well, no. Uh, 
the, it was, you, you know, I'm a lazy guy. Okay. I, yeah. uh, I hear and you. Uh, this is not, uh, uh, this is not something that, uh, I would have thought of, uh, uh, doing myself. Uh, but when, uh, uh, Alicia Gallo at, uh, Llewellyn, um, approached me about it and said, uh, uh, that Llewellyn wanted to do a complete book of ceremonial magic. Um, and, uh, that, uh, she wanted, uh, the, the, you know, the greatest living, uh, uh, writers on, on all of the different aspects of, uh, uh, modern ceremonial magic uh, to 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 write a small book and then put all the all twelve of those books or eleven of those books uh, together into one big book uh, because ceremonial magic is not just one subject it's a body it's a body of work and uh, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about, uh, uh, you know, there is no beginning. You're always jumping in in the middle because uh, you read a little bit about uh, ceremonial magic and then you, then, then you discover that you should know something about alchemy. And yet you read a little bit further on about ceremonial magic, then you, you uh, know that you've got to know a little bit more about planetary, planetary magic. And then... Uh, uh, you can't get too too far uh, into it before you realize oh, that I've got to learn something about the Golden Dawn. Mm-hmm. Then you have to learn something about Crowley, and that, and so uh, she, she said she wanted uh, a book that would be in libraries for the next three hundred years. Wow! Well, that uh, one's uh, I haven't even finished it, and I'm just impressed by it too. I, I think. <clears throat> I think everybody should get this that this book. I mean, beginner, it doesn't matter. I really do. Um, yeah, and I've got a ton of I've got a lot of your books, but that this one with Shoemaker and a, a couple other people in there, it just feels like, like I said, as we go into break, like magic is our birthright, and it takes people of an extreme patience to keep teaching, like Lon does, to let people know that you know that eventually. You you have this attitude, man, where you just kind of smile and do your thing, and you you, you know that's going to happen. Like, have you known this day was coming? Because that's what I feel is happening right now, that this is, um, you know, we were talking about this earlier, that this is a time where people are actually seeing, well, good Lord, look at all of this stuff that I say that I think is affecting me, and this getting rid of this victim mentality and seeing that we are actually perpetuating and creating our reality all the time. I mean, yeah. it's just too damn obvious right now. Yeah. So uh, I know we're coming up on a break, but uh, yeah. uh, Richard Kaczynski, uh, who wrote the definitive biography of Aleister Crowley, it's called Perdurabo, but he wrote a novel called The Billionth Monkey. And, and it is so prophetic about what's happening today and about how people's consciousnesses uh, uh, start to create the, the, the reality around us. 
and it's and it's uh, it's a scream. It's very very funny, but it's also awesomely scary because what's happening right now is happening. It seems to be happening right now. Uh, you know, the the world might not have ever been in danger of being swallowed by a black hole until we started thinking about black holes that might swallow us. <laughs> yeah. And, right. and uh, every day, I don't know about you, but I, I get like Google News. I just look at Google News. And every day is another NASA article about an asteroid hurling our way. Yeah. A new one. Every day there's a new one going to, going to hurling toward the earth, hurling toward the earth. And, of course, uh, so far there, it hasn't hit. But why are we seem to be attracting this idea of attracting <laughs> asteroids. <laughs> uh, asteroids? Now, I, I don't want to be a terrible, unmagical doomsday guy but uh an asteroid hitting us during the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> and the global warming uh and the riots uh say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You think that would... it, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, <laughs> along with maybe an uh, earthquake or two and some uh, wildfires. <laughs> right. 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 You think that people would be like, maybe we need to stop doing this now. Right. All right. So, yeah, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour. We're Juan Mala Duquette. We'll get your questions when we come back. You can call in now to 1-800-588-0335. is the website. Go check out this new book. We'll be right back. And the Tarot Deck. Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Uh, who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It 
it neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you can email me, barb.eft at gmail.com. And EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques. Reach out to me. It's confidential. This works. You won't believe the results. All right, man. This is Crow Triple Seven, and you are listening to The Fringe FM. Hey, this is country music singer and void walker Jason Benoit. And when I need my fix on the world of magic and the capabilities of the human consciousness, I listen to Joe Roop right here on Lighting the Void Radio. Right, me old Chinas. I know it's an ad break, but before you lot shoot off and make yourself a cup of Rosie Lee or whatever else it is you're going to... From a cave in the depths of your mind, it's Lighting the Void with Joe Root. The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you're interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at thefringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. Per Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. The first NASA astronauts to launch from the U.S. since the end of the space shuttle program have named their commercial spacecraft after one of the retired winged orbiters, reports SpaceCollect.com. Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin revealed the name of their SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule during a live broadcast from Earth orbit about three hours after they lifted off from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida last Saturday. Here's Doug Hurley. I know most of you uh, at SpaceX especially know it as Capsule 206, but uh, I think uh, all of us thought that we could maybe do a little bit better than that. So uh, without further ado, we would like to uh, welcome you aboard Capsule Endeavor. Hurley said there were a couple of reasons why he and Benkin chose the name. One, because of this incredible endeavor that NASA, SpaceX, and the United States has been on since the end of the space shuttle program back in 2011, he said. The other reason we named it Endeavor, we both had our first flights on Shuttle Endeavor. Mysterious Universe reports a possible UFO at the launch. A bright light can be seen zooming diagonally from the bottom left corner to top right. Mysterious Universe's Paul Seaburn says it's likely the growing population of space debris. Ignition. Liftoff. 
Space.com reports that SpaceX also successfully launched a new batch of 60 Starlink Internet satellites into orbit late Wednesday and nailed a rocket landing at sea to top off the mission. Falcon 9 has successfully lifted off from Pad 40 at Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, carrying our Starlink payload to its targeted drop-off orbit. Connect with the news at parabnormalradio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Parabnormal News. Publishers 
that when they publish uh, uh, classic works from the past, like John Dee and and uh, uh, Crowley and Israel Regardi and things like that, uh, and they uh, are publishing a new edition of it, they also ask me if if I would pen the foreword uh, or the the introductions. So now that might not seem very exciting, but uh, I I take that as as quite a privilege because uh, many of these works were the very works that influenced me uh, when I was starting out in my career as a as a devotee as a as a magician. And uh, so it's 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 quite an honor for me to uh, uh, be able to actually you know thank them by writing the inter- introduction uh, uh, to their to their works. And so the uh, you know they're they're not very long, but an introduction is something that uh, is often really overlooked uh, when somebody buys a book. I mean when somebody buys a book by Aleister Crowley, I can really see them just skipping over my introduction to get right at <laughs> right at the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the work. But that's really a shame because I really bust my hump uh, writing, distilling the very essence of what their work means to me as a, as a magician. Yeah. And to put it in uh, in context, and so I end up writing some of the best material, in my opinion, best material uh, that I write, and I put them in books where they'll never be read. And uh, I see. So I that's just, what this is about, then, right? So you can get that. Yes. I see. Okay, that makes so sense. This is the, so in doing so, I was going through all these introductions, and, and in doing so, uh, I uh, I offer in sweet little bonbons of of uh, of material uh, the essence of all of of all of these works, and they are in and of themselves put it, put it as a collection, as an anthology of them. Uh, quite a, a satisfactory introduction to uh, uh, to the the occult, and uh, uh, so I ran it past the my friends at uh, Wiser Books, and uh, right. surprisingly enough, they said, "Yeah, let's do it." And uh, fantastic. Uh, so, so that's what it's about, and there's. Uh, my introductions to everything from Israel Regardi and and uh, Alistair Crowley and uh, John D and and uh, Frater Akkad and there's uh, introductions to Kabbalah books and uh, Philemic books and and uh, technical Enochian books and Masonic books. I've even got an introduction to my. Uh, speech uh, that I gave at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion at the Los Angeles Music Center uh, when uh, on opening night of uh, Mozart's Magic Flute, uh, uh, Placido Domingo was uh, 
the head of the L.A. Opera at the, at the time, and it was opening night of Mozart's Magic Flute, and they wanted a, uh, a lecture, a pre-performance lecture on, on the Magic Flute and the Masonic uh, mm-hmm. Uh, meanings behind the magic flute, and so I've got my uh, my music center lecture uh, on Mozart magic and masonry, and uh, that's cool. So it's a it's a very cool little book. Well, I enjoy hearing and, you read, that's for sure. And like I said, when I read your books, it sounds like uh, you, yeah, your voice is in my head. One of the first books I was telling uh, you that. I read was about the astral light because I got into astral travel, you know, and that, that's what uh-huh. got me into everything. And right now I got to tell you, man, um, there are a lot of people saying, especially on the Gnostic side of things that right now is the time to be astral traveling. You may be experiencing weird dreams or you're going to feel like you're in between worlds. And that's totally been true to me because I literally like woke up. I mean, I want to say today and it's like, man, I just feel like something's coming, something's changing different. And I think a lot of people are feeling that, but I have a few bigger questions that, that I wanted to ask you if you don't mind. And it's kind of a left turn, but I feel like uh, now's the time to ask you if that's okay with you. Um, the, this idea of this energy that we call love that merges, you know, both opposites here. I think it still to this day is one of the biggest things that we need to realize and has caused most of our suffering. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pretty much, if you look at cause and effect, the ripple of cause and effect. Not not caused our suffering because, because we're bad people or we're ignorant, but because we just haven't, we, this stuff's been hidden from us. You see what I mean? And uh, I don't know. I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Well, uh, it's uh, uh, love is a, is a, is an energy. It's a force. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a force as real as electromagnetism, or or uh, you know radiation, or the strong force, or the weak force, or uh, gravity. It's as real as all of those. As a matter of fact, electromagnetism and gravity and everything else are aspects of love. Okay. That's that's how big the love field is. 
and and uh, uh, in a sense we're we're at a disadvantage using the words because uh, uh, when you say love, uh, people people get all. Oh, they're talking about love, and it's all (laughs) sticky, and oh, it's fuzzy bunny love, and uh, no, it's awesome. Love is is awesome. It's dangerous. It's it's (laughs) deadly. You know, it's it's awesome. Okay, Uh, so it's, uh, but but. It's a force, okay? It's a force that if we could properly, if we could properly uh, stick our finger into the love light socket, uh, and and be able to actually uh, take that charge, uh, and be able to give that charge, because it's like an alternating current, yeah. uh, uh, we wouldn't even have to try to think our way into enlightenment. We wouldn't have to reason our way. We wouldn't have to read our way. We wouldn't have to meditate our way. We uh, Ultimately, if we're going to be enlightened, it's going to be because we've learned how to love our way into enlightenment. And uh, uh, if uh, uh, this the idea if if we're ever going to uh uh transcend uh this this illusion of death this illusion of life death if we're ever going to transcend that i won't say overcome it or escape it because it you we can't as long as we're as long as we're so limited by that thought uh uh, this is nothing that we escape from. This is something that we uh, we love our way into. Uh, the only way to overcome death is to love your way through it. And uh, uh, but most of us are pretty damn good at at finding something in life. That we, that actually uh, gets the, the the love juices flowing, yeah. uh, and and almost everyone almost everyone can find something uh, that they can that, that they can love, but very few people uh, uh, get really good at being actually able to receive it. Ah, gotcha. And and that's where the feedback, uh, when you can uh, receive it back with the same intensity that you give it, that creates a feedback, like a, like an audio feedback when you put a microphone too close to a speaker. You know, you got that screech uh, because <laughs> yeah. it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. Well, if you can figure out how to love back. And uh, or to receive back the same intensity as the, the the love that you're you're sending, you create a love feedback, and it does the same thing. It gets louder and louder and louder and louder. Uh, 
Uh, only it's not a horrible screech. It's really, it's really a sweet note uh, that uh, more or less uh, ends up burning away all the things you thought you were, but you're not. And all that's left is this love thing, which is what your true identity uh, has been all along, you know. You, but, should, you uh, should name a, a song that your next song is Love Thing is, the, is who you are. Or just call it love thing. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's. Uh, uh, well, you've been married for a long time now, right? Are you Are you still married? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good 52, though. Fifty-two years. Yes. Fifty-two years. Man. Yeah. Man. But but. You've been. Uh, you've been able to. See, uh, this is what's amazing to me. You know how you were talking about earlier how you're not really into like trying to manifest a bunch of stuff. See, I'm kind of the same way because I maybe I should be, but I'm more trying to figure things out than I am manifesting, trying to manifest things. And did that, was it curiosity that led you to this life that led you here? Was it, uh, or was it love? See, that's I, sometimes I don't know the difference. That's yeah. That. Well, I I, I I think it was love. Okay, um, that uh, you know I was really lucky, and I, maybe we've talked about this before on earlier shows. I was really lucky uh, to uh, when I was around three years old. Uh, I had a uh, pain in my hip and they thought it was polio at first and yeah. uh, uh, but it wasn't it was a, another kind of disease that uh, it was a serious disease that uh, there was no treatment for it other than completely immobilizing me uh, until hopefully I outgrew it and uh, so they, they they put just as soon as I learned to walk they put me back into the crib, and uh, uh, and it was very pleasant. <laughs> That's why I'm such a lazy bum right now. It's just a, I, I could be totally sedentary and just be happy as a clam. But uh, uh, what it did was, as soon as uh, as soon as the child starts to walk. And, and get mobile and get out into the world, uh, the child loses the mental processes that come before language is learned. So in other words, from infancy till toddlership, the child is in a magical world where there is no difference between subjective and objective. It's a magical world where there is no demarcation line between dream and objective reality. And in that world, there is infantile memories that get lost as soon as the child takes their first steps. But I was allowed to keep those memories. And as my brain developed, uh, 
where in a, in a, in normal children uh, your brain develops over that and takes over, yeah. I was allowed to crystallize and implant those infantile memories into my developing uh, older child brain, and I can still clearly remember them even now. Maybe maybe that's the secret then. We just lost well, our childlike natures. I, I, mean, th- I think that's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, why don't we do that anymore? Like, we don't play anymore. We don't have fun, and everything is about being concerned about what's, you know, what's coming down the road and all this other stuff. You, you, you look at a, a toddler's a kid. God, I love kids, man. They're so happy. You can have yeah. the worst day in the world and get around a toddler like you're talking about and it's gone they'll take it away from you you know like they don't care that the bills aren't being paid or there's an asteroid coming or covid they don't care they just want to they're they just want to they're curious they, they're just having fun you know well it's um what the sun uh, card's all about i tell you right? from a magic from a magical uh point of view it's it's been a, a very very big uh uh, asset, but even as a even as a child, uh, I I realized that I was uh, I was an adult temporarily trapped in a child's body. <laughs> that's kind of that's a paradox. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, I, I spent a great deal of time staring at the ceiling from my crib, uh, pondering the nature of my own existence. And uh, and wondering uh, exactly where I was before I was laying here, uh, pissing all over myself in the, in, so, in the crib. You know, so you're being you're uh, being what, serious. You do remember all. You actually do remember all this. Yes. Wow. Wow. And and I I tried to remember where I was. Before I was on, and I didn't even have words, you know, uh, mental words to to frame these thoughts. Uh, they were impressions, uh, and I tried to picture myself off, and I couldn't. I would, for an instant, I I could I could picture myself being off. But then my consciousness went on again somewhere else. Wow. In some, in some, other, in some other consciousness uh, center. And it frustrated me. It frustrated me so much that I couldn't picture myself being off. And I thought, oh, okay, I, I just don't get it. And then I finally, even as a little kid almost still a baby i came to the unmistakable conclusion that i've never been off and that led you down a uh, wow yeah see i have faint I, memories i was actually going through uh trying to remember certain things but i got blocks in those memories and then some of them i don't remember if they're dreams or not or but i do know how they feel and that's the weird yeah. thing about them. I know the feeling, but 
can't remember if they're dreams or not. But that's amazing that you you did that. So you've been able to carry that spirit, that childlike. Are you saying that you've been able to carry that childlike spirit with you a little bit easier than most? I would say you're definitely that way. You are definitely yeah, that way. I'm, I'm juvenile and and frivolous and. No, 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 no. I don't mean it like that. You know, you're you're, you're grown up, but I mean childlike yeah. as far as, you know, like fun, just being playful. There's yeah. no, there is so much lack of that now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, people people need to uh, need to be playful. And uh yeah, I just can't be any other way, so it's it's not like I've, you know, gone uh, you know, way far out of my way to uh uh, cultivate that right. that persona. It gave me a lot of trouble in school. I tell you, I was yeah, uh, you know the class clown and and uh, uh, but uh, it helped me out in uh, like drama class and music class and things like that. But uh, I was a very poor, undisciplined student. <laughs> I'm a terrible student. <laughs> I, was I think a lot of kids were, man. They get you probably just got bored, and uh, that that that's I got man. I could tell you some stories. I got in more trouble than it was worth in school, but <laughs> but it's hard because, like you know, if you look at all the elements, you got if you look at the pinnacles, we are here on this earth, and it's you're like, well, I got to do something about that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, uh, have you been that way? Like, because I relate to you in a, a lot of ways I know. It's like for probably the fifth time I've talked to you. When it comes down to um, things taking care of you, I've always kind of looked at it as like, well, if I, I got kind of maybe too biblical about it. I don't know. But I always thought, yeah, well, if I just follow my spirit and follow my intuition, then something will. I've always been okay, but now I'm in this place where it's like, yeah, can't. I, I don't know. I've got to get that pinnacle done, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Uh, you know, I was always. Uh, uh, oh, I was terribly traumatized in uh, in uh, Bible school. <laughs> Not so much Sunday school, but the summertime Bible school, I tell you, that was pure hell. Um, <laughs> but uh, one thing, one thing that, that I did take away from it that uh, uh, I really recognized as a, uh, 
cosmic truth uh, was the parable of the, the sparrow. Uh, and I wish I could quote it. But no, I don't wish I could quote it. I'm not going to quote Bible stuff all day. But it's about, uh, uh, you know, look at the birds, you know. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't work. <laughs> you know, they don't worry about where they're going to sleep. They don't worry about what they're going to eat. Uh, you know, I, you know, the father gives them enough to eat. The father gives them a place to sleep. Uh, you know, they don't worry. They don't worry. And still they get along. They get along okay and they're are, uh, happy in their life. Well, uh, as much as I've, I've really never had two nickels to rub together, I've never had a new car. I've never owned a house. I've never, <laughs> I'm a bum. Uh, never had a credit card, but, and I'm always, good uh, actually, the credit yeah, card. Well, and, I, and I'm always worried about, I've, you know, I don't even lease a house. It just rent from months to months. And, and, uh, and I always have. And, uh, and, and so I, you know, I, I have anxiety every every month. How am I going to keep a roof over my head and stuff? But you know, I I don't worry about it too much. And and I to tell you the truth, I've never missed a meal in my in my life. I don't know where it comes from, uh, but I always manage to uh, uh, you know have a roof over my head. And a comfortable place to sleep, and uh, and uh, food in my tummy. Well, it's not and, like you haven't uh, got to experience things too. You're a musician. You've traveled. You get, I mean, you've got to experience a lot of stuff too. So that's cool. Well, yes, and and uh, and I guess I I always uh, uh, even as a kid, I, I it was just a foregone conclusion that I would travel the world. I just, you know, I, I just can't, can't waste my time here, uh, in this life. I got, I got to go, I got to get going. Yeah, I've got right. things to see. I got, you know, uh, and it's not that I had a, a super ambition to do so. It was, there was just never a doubt in my mind, um, that I was, uh, going to see the world. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. I was going to be a performer. Not a doubt in my mind. Uh, it, it just I always was. It was so odd in the uh, in the sixth grade or uh, in the fifth grade. Uh, the district music director of all the schools came to our fifth grade class and. Uh, said, who can do an imitation of Ed Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> and I I had never even thought about it, okay? And I wasn't going to raise my hand because I was a class clown. I didn't volunteer for anything. But the rest of the school kids, the rest of my classmates, turned around and pointed at me. And when they did that, I said, sure, I can do an Ed Sullivan. <laughs> Why not? Let's try it. Yeah. And so I got up and I, I made my neck disappear. 
And uh, I cracked my knuckles and said, you know, we're going to have a really big shoe. And uh, that was it. So they put me in, uh, uh, there was going to be a a big joint sixth grade musical of all, like 30 sixth grades in in town. And uh, uh, I was going to be the MC of the the show. Uh, My point is... Uh, I didn't have any desire to do that until it was obvious that I was the only one that was going to be able to, to do that, and I, I was just the guy that could do that kind of thing. And uh, and that's what I, I really in, enjoyed doing. And it wasn't my classwork, it wasn't my studies or anything else. Uh, I just... Uh, I just knew that the only thing I could be in life was myself. Yeah. More right on, man. Yeah. That's just, and you don't even, and that's the whole thing. I think we're, everybody's like, I heard Teal Swan say this once too. She's like, everybody's looking for enlightenment, but what we really need to be looking for is authenticity. And we don't know who we are, but we're being as authentic as we can until we figure out, the next authentic thing, but that's kind of, that's kind of like, that's enlightenment really figuring out who am I and just being true to that, you know? Uh, but magic has helped, has helped me with that really. And oh, me too. Yeah, for sure. And I would like to get into this manifesting things, but some of the horror stories, I got to tell you, even your story about, you know, spilling abramelin oil and, and it was burning your eyes and stuff, right? That was one of the craziest stories I ever heard, but it worked, you know. Um, but I see... And it was, the, I lived through it, you know. <laughs> You'll live through all your magical uh, operations, except maybe the last one. Well, I do a lot, uh, lot more of the prayer. And see, I, when I got into this, I was thinking, well, this is going to be cool. I'm going to look like one of these, you know, really uh, big-time occultists with a hood. And it's, you know, you get this dark image. When you get into it, it's not, it's, it's more like being more vulnerable than you've ever been spiritually, you know. Yeah. Especially ceremonial magic. Like, whoa, you know, I'm going to open up all these forces, and it's going to force things to happen to me. <clears throat> and then you got other people talking about initiation and i'm curious what your thoughts are on this too they say well when you start invoking the elements you know all these bad things are going to happen to you but it, it, don't worry it's going to balance you out and it's like i don't know if i want to go through all that you know um but do you think that's true because that hasn't really i don't think that's necessarily oh, true uh, oh um to an extent uh who knows you know when you're uh uh when your car engine uh, has carbon in the s- cylinders, <laughs> you know it, it runs it runs kind of rough, you know, and uh, a lot of smoke comes out of the out of the exhaust. But yeah, you get it up to the right speed with the right fuel mix, and uh, the the carbon eventually burns away. Uh, I think any any uh, minor 
negative reactions that you may have to the readjustments that are going uh, taking place when you do uh, uh, magical operations is just sort of like blowing out the carbon. Um, uh, doesn't always have to be uh, pleasant, but uh, if you live through it, you know, your engine's running better. Well, I I wanted to, to tell you that the funniest thing while you were earlier while you were mentioning being playful, just to tell the audience that book about the astral light. The when I first fell in love with your uh, style was that book because, and I'll give some of it away, I guess. But there was a part in there where you're like, well, you learned how to astral travel locally, and uh, you <laughs> you stood in front of. I don't know who it was and mooned them all and they couldn't see you and you thought it was hilarious, right? And I'm thinking, man, all the stuff I read about Israel regarded, he's like, the astral realm is, is not a place to play. This is a spiritual thing, you know? And I'm reading this book and Lon's like, yeah, I've just wanted to make sure they couldn't see me, so I mooned them all, you know? <laughs> oh, that was, yes, that was that Rosicrucian convocation. Uh, you're right. So, but do you, do you, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's uh, that, that's uh, if the, if the astral world's not ready for that, uh, uh, <laughs> then I'm going to go to a different part of the, <laughs> the astral world I mean, where they appreciate humor like that. I mean, why would you go to a place so cool where you can do all this cool stuff if you can't have fun? If it's got to be serious too, you know. Right. So, um. But I do think that um, I think more people should do it. I know there's like, like I'm just kind of starting to realize if Joe Dispenza wrote a, is doing pretty good about telling people about what's really going on, how we're casting our broadcasting signals via our thoughts, words, and then firing it up with emotion. And it's it's like, what do you do, though, at some point? you start realizing, man, I am constantly creating my reality. And if you think about it too long, you can get, um, well, you can get in kind of like a, uh, a fearful state because right. you, yeah. you're, you get locked up or stuck and you don't want to think something bad. And it, man, it just really weighs on you. So once you start realizing it, and that's kind of something that I've recently went through. It's like, okay, I got to be aware of my thoughts. I got to be aware of what I'm saying. I got to be aware of everything and and then it starts to take away uh a little bit of who i really am and it's like this is confusing so you see what i mean yeah the uh that's where the the little roadmap of your the different parts of your soul uh, that the kabbalah lays out for us uh, gives us an opportunity to at least uh 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 talk about while that that happens the uh you uh, you hit the nail on the head when you said uh, uh and i mean that cabalistically nail is vav and vav is the ruach and the ruach is the intellect you hit the nail on the head when you said uh uh you start to think about it too much okay thinking about it's just fine up to up to a point but the the ruach, the intellect part of your uh, the four parts of your soul, the intellect, 
Uh, it's right above the animal soul part. Uh, it's fine and good, but you can't think your way into enlightenment. Right. You can't think your way in and reason your way. And and uh, when you start to overthink things, it's not that you should ignore all the wisdom that you get out of uh, uh uh, about thinking about stuff, but that can't, it is incapable of directing you. It's incapable of of telling you where you're going to go with that information. And uh, the, the, the direction comes from the next higher level of the soul, the, ne- the Neshama. And the, the, the Neshama, or the soul intuition part, that's... Uh, that's the hay of Yote Vav Hay. And uh, uh, so that's where you, you get your more uh, archangelic direction for things. And you're not stuck down there in the madness of, of getting stuck in, uh, in intellectual or reasoning loops, mental loops. Uh, you can only go so high, and you you, you hit a peak of uh, uh, if you stay there and and try to think your way into enlightenment, you're just going to think your way into madness. You're going you're going to have to be uh, guided by that next higher level, and you and so the that's yourself telling yourself uh, where you are. Uh, on your own personal level of initiation, and you're telling yourself, okay, my next step in my magical career is to start identifying with my uh, Neshama rather than my Ruach. And uh, so uh, then your magical ceremonies uh, that you lay out or your magical program that you lay out for yourself uh, will be the uh the the type of activities that help open you up to your your neshama okay yeah because i got i do i get in my mind about stuff too much and that's that's very helpful and you know what's funny is uh like we dropped for for pretty much that lesson for 60 seconds don't worry it'll be on the archive but at this moment i was only meant to hear it i'm so sorry y'all but it will be on the archive (laughs) <laughs> that's okay i'm sure it was just too heavy for everyone heavy. yeah <laughs> but no that, i mean that that makes sense because um with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're going to wrap, you, you wrap yourself around the chain thinking about stuff too much, and I do that. 
I stay up at night and look, look at the stars and start thinking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then it's, it's like, well, where does this go? What is this doing? It's not doing nothing. It's not fun. Start, you start trapping yourself in your own mind. And uh, where I've, where things have excelled for me in life is when I just followed what I was passionate about. But I, I can kind of see that. I can kind of see how, what you're saying, how that works. You, you have to uh, transmute it to something else. You know, go go a little right. Higher. Well, you have to. You have to. Uh, it's just. It's a, truly a simple matter of of uh, um, moving your conscious self identity from the, from the mind to the. I guess you'd say the heart. Well, that's pretty easy for me. Uh, some folks uh, say that I my, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and that's dangerous. And but I don't know. It seems to work out What's for you the, pretty well. What's it going to hurt? <laughs> so, it's, so it's dangerous. So what, right? Yeah, so what? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that makes sense then. So now with all the, these books under your belt, I mean, uh, do you got anything else you're working on? Or are you going to take a break? You should take a break, I think. Maybe a vacation, huh? Are you working on something else? Uh, I've, I'm... I've been on vacation. I'm, I'm waiting to see when I have to start to work. Um, no, I've, I've, I've been retired uh, since I was 19. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hear you. For somebody that says uh, you're lazy as you are, just like Shoemaker said, that you, you in the book, because he wrote about you when he was doing his introduction, he says he, that Lon's not as lazy as he thinks he is because he's put out all kinds of work, tons of work. You know, uh, yeah. Well, if I thought it was work, then I would say I'm not lazy. But it's not. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like work right. uh, when it's when it's something that just uh, uh, sort of uh, joyously consumes you, and uh, so I do do a lot of that. Uh, yes, I'm working. Um, Right now, uh, I'm continuing to to work on this movie project. Uh, um, years and years and years ago, um, an acquaintance who was worked with Sony Films, I think at the time, um, uh, hired me to write a screenplay about uh, sort of an Aleister Crowley fantasy, uh, and so I chose to write a. Uh, screenplay uh, about the breakup of the Golden Dawn and Crowley's involvement with the breakup of the oh, Golden cool. Dawn, which I thought would be a really funny, funny uh, uh, time period to uh, discuss because he did all sorts of outrageous things, and uh, it went pretty good. And it got uh, it got optioned by Dominion Films and. Uh, 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 Alan Rickman signed a, a letter of intent to play Crowley, and uh, uh, he because he always he was friends with Snoo Wilson, and he always wanted to play Crowley, and it looked like it was going to happen, but of course it didn't. And uh, so about uh, ten years later, uh, the the project uh, 
uh, resurfaced again, this time with uh, the British Film Council uh, in its last years. And uh, they, uh, they, uh, but the problem was that the screenwriter couldn't be an American. The screenwriter had to be British because, or they wouldn't get funding from the British Film Council. Uh, but they could adapt it from a novel. And the novel could be by anybody. So I turned the screenplay into a novel. <laughs> ah, okay. That's so cool. It could be turned, so it could be turned into a screenplay. <laughs> Having a Brit write the, uh, write the screenplay based on my uh, my book. And uh, oh, this was with my uh, good friend, uh, Jim Burkowski, uh, who's in, in the industry. And uh, But anyway... Uh, nothing came of that either. So I, here I had a screenplay and a novel, and I had to publish the novel, of course, to, or otherwise it wouldn't be a legitimate novel. So uh, it's been for sale for years on uh, Amazon. Um, but anyway, uh, it's now back in development, uh, and uh, uh, they even sent me the poster for the whatever it is they register the now in development uh, thing in, and so it uh, it it looks like once again it's uh, threatening to turn into a project, and if uh, if it does so, then uh, that'll con uh, consume my attention for for a while. But I'm not I am not holding my breath. Sounds like a lot of work, but uh, no, <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, so I hope that, I hope that gets done though. That'd be cool. That love. Well, everybody yeah. wonders about that story. That's one of the biggest stories, uh, when it comes to Western ceremonial magic is the golden dawn and you know, how it broke apart and what Crowley's, uh, role in that was. And, uh, everybody to get a, even in a close to an inside look at that would be cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know? Well, it, the, 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 the book's a fantasy, but it's based on real, uh, on the real events. So it's called Alistair Crowley, Revolt of the Magicians, and it's on uh, nice. uh, Amazon. Uh, you can get a paperback or Kindle. Um, Alistair Crowley, Revolt of the Magicians. So I guess well, I might have time for one last question here. Somebody that's been practicing magic as long as you have and has been a telemite and everything for, you know, years and years of practicing magic. What is your magical practice like now? I mean, are you still casting circles every day or do you just meditate? Have you figured it all out? Have you figured out the magic is just making a sandwich and that's it? Or... Uh, well, uh, well, all, uh, all of that. No, I, I don't do. Uh, uh, I don't cast circles and and uh, do my uh, morning banishings and uh, invocations and and stuff. But uh, 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 I I do when there's a when there's a need to when I feel a need to uh, do it for one reason or another. Uh, uh, mostly when I when I travel, I travel uh, so much and stayed in hotel rooms 
by myself so for so much uh, that I had a chance to use that opportunity almost in a monastic uh, 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 turn my hotel room into a monastic a cell. Yeah, and I uh, use of course my tarot cards uh, uh, to, to cre- uh, create the magic circles and and things, and the, the tarot cards have all the the spirits and the Enochian equipment and everything else all on the cards themselves. So uh, that's my, uh, my pocket temple. And, uh, but uh, I, I will uh, uh, do, uh, do invocations and I do my, uh, my, uh, uh, a daily invocation of uh, general, general invocation of, uh, uh, the supreme uh, consciousness, and uh, at the moment, that's in the form of uh, uh, the Hindu god Ganesha. Awesome. And I do uh, I do a banishing ritual um, uh, in my in my head, a banishing ritual and an invocation, uh, and I describe that process in uh, the book Low Magic, and uh, uh, which is a uh, yeah, read the chapter. That's what invocation is about in my book, Low Magic. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's it's so it's so disarmingly simple. Uh, and if you sort of follow what it's doing, uh, it's as profound as any banishing and and uh, invocation that I've ever uh, run across in in uh, more traditional sources. So I, so I do that, but it doesn't seem like magic. Uh, it doesn't seem like I'm doing magic. It seems like it's, um, it's house and garden variety, just lawn being lawn. <laughs> yeah, right. That's cool though. And there's nothing to make you. I don't know about you, but Ganesha is definitely brings back that playful, childlike spirit where you're not in your head all the time. You know, to me, it yeah. Does. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. You know, uh, every, uh, uh, any, any deity form, any God form will, will work. Okay. Cause, cause they're just images for something that there is no image for. And, uh, uh, it's just a character for which, uh, there are no limits to, to its character. So you may as well pick one that you can fall in love with and who you're very comfortable in receiving that love ray back. And at the, at the moment, Ganesha is just uh, does, that, does that trick for me. That's really good advice. Thank you so much for coming on, Lon. I really appreciate talking to you again. It's been, it's been a while. It's good to hear your voice again. I'll be listening to you read your books on Facebook and, you know, grabbing your books as always. There's pro- and get the, the tarot decks, man. You guys get them. Uh, and thank you so much again for coming on. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me on. You guys, I promise I'll leave all the links here for you in the archives. I'll get this one up sooner than than normal. And, uh, yeah, go grab the book. Go grab the book. The Ceremonial Magic book is especially good, too. The introducing one, I can't wait to read, read that as well. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to try round three with Santos Bonacci, actually. Uh, I think he's got a better internet connection. And uh, please don't copy the show without written permission. Thank you to Pacho, the patrons, all you guys in the Fringe FM chat. 
all you void walkers i really do love you from the bottom of my heart i hope you know that i love you so much thank you guys we'll see you guys tomorrow night stay tuned for the secret teachings with ryan gable good night Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.